Welcome back to Soft Boys Anonymous. This is episode two of the podcast. I'm Cody. Yeah, yeah. I'm Cody, your hostess with the mostess, and Jose over here. I'm Jose. But... Yeah, that's Jose. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome back. It's been about a week. And uh, of course, we are on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. And we're also on YouTube, the Filmidia YouTube channel. It sounds like a disease, which is pretty accurate for this show, as well as the other show you can find on there. We got a Twitter since the first episode. You can follow us on Twitter at softboys, B-O-I-S, underscore Anon, A-N-O-N. And I believe our email, if you care to write to us, is filmidiapod at gmail.com. And uh, that should be all the housekeeping. So, uh, Jose, how you doing? Doing good. Have a slight headache, but doing well. You? Yeah, you've been watching some Michael Bay? <laughs> no, no, no. I've been uh, watching some Happy Madison productions. Oh, uh, that'll do it, too. <laughs> After, like, the first few, anyways. Right. Name one good Happy Madison production movie. Y- you know... I'm not well-versed on the Sandler movies. I saw... There's only two that really come to mind. I, I don't even know if one of them's a Happy Madison movie, but uh, I think it was Anger Management that, ha- that Adam Sandler did with Jack Nicholson. That was good. Yeah, that w- that was all right. Um, And then Click, which I did not like. Oh, but I, I actually cried in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like recently or like in two thousand six. Two thousand six. Okay, that that's a little that's a little better. Because we we were young enough to where it's acceptable that we like a lot of trash, but not like it's trashy and we enjoy it for being trashy. Yeah. Like I. I, Oh, go on. uh, I remember liking Superman Returns when it first came out. Superman Return, the Brandon Ruth one. Yeah. Yeah, when it right. went in theaters. And you cried? No, I didn't cry. I just meant I oh. enjoyed it. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, that that scene where Adam Sandler uh, was like being a dick to his dad, that got to me. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. But that was 2006 me, but now I'm, I'm hard as a rock. Do you cry during movies anymore? Actually, it's rare. I almost cried during um, Logan when I saw the premiere. Yeah. I've never like full on cried from a movie. Actually, actually, I take that back. Like, there is one movie. There's one specific movie that makes me cry, like ugly cry, and that's The Green Mile. Every time, okay, every time, it does. It gets me every time. Uh, I guess the closest I've gotten to crying was Toy Story three. There's like three, like two or three different scenes that can get you near the end. I actually, well, I. I finally got to watch Toy Story 4 by the way. Did you dislike it like I did? Well, I wouldn't give it a I wouldn't give it a bad rating, but it wasn't that good. It was I will admit though there was uh several parts that shocked me, like how it went on straight on horror at the near end where what's her face? The bad guy tried to rip the voice box out of Woody. Spoiler I don't even alert. remember anymore. 
I give it I give it like a two star rating. It wasn't that good. It was a cash grab. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that as a win for me. <laughs> right. We're tough here on Soft Boys Anonymous. Don't let the moniker fool you. We are yeah. tough. We're we're pretty tough. If you and I were to star in a movie together, it'll be a it'll definitely be a comedy. We're we're not serious characters. Right. Like you're you you'll play the straight one and I'm the goof I'm I'm the goofy dumbass one. Like you're Michael Sarah and I'm Jonah Hill. Or maybe your friend Matt would be in there. <laughs> he would be the McLovin. Yeah, he, he wears glasses. Yeah. Well that wouldn't be the reason why. And not that he kinda looks like a chubby McLovin. He knows it. <laughs> but no, that was that was not the reason, because he would also pull some shenanigans. Not not a fake ID, but some shenanigans for sure. Yeah, I can totally see you as like Michael Sarah type, you know, the straight man who's slightly awkward, and I'm the the loud mouth. And Matt, he's McLovin. He somehow pulls off getting the girl. Well, yeah, that's also true, because Matt has a yeah. girl. Matt's the only one with a girlfriend. Out of all, out of all of us, well, there's there's Bradley. He has a girlfriend. Yes, that's true. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what we have planned for the show here. Right. No, I was asking you what we had planned for the show. Oh, oh, right. We're gonna be discussing about Kevin Feige, uh, finally being involved in the Star Wars uh, saga. We will also be talking about the Muppets and Disney Plus. Oh, the break, the highlight, I think the, I think it's considered a highlight. Sony and Disney finally came to an agreement. Yes. There's something Jurassic going on. World. Yeah. Go on. Yes, yes. There's something going on. But we'll discuss that further. Uh, Jurassic World 3, the original cast from the first Jurassic Park movie are back. And uh, we will discuss the Joker controversy. That'll, that'll be a deep conversation. Yeah. And then, you know, other just muses and anecdotes and so on and so forth. We already uh, plugged the Twitter and the Gmail. Um, Of course, last episode we did not give something for Double Toasted to reach out to us. So now we do have something for them. Oh, do we now? Yeah. We we just told the listeners a a few minutes ago about the Twitter and the Gmail. So uh, Double Toasted, We're, we're big fans. We we love double toasted. Yeah, um, you know for Chris for Christmas no no bullshit for Christmas I'm buying you uh, a DT merch. I'm getting you a shirt. Aw, Jose. No lie, I'm not lying. I'm getting you a shirt. Ooh, ooh. But what I'm, size I'm already, are you? Uh, you know you know what I'm feeling. You know what I'm already feeling. All that toasty goodness all over my body. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, well, Corey, Corey, <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this stupid show. Uh, you are not a sponsor, even though we will probably mention you on here regularly because we're just fans. Right. But if you want to be our sponsor, filmmediapod at gmail.com or softboys underscore anon on Twitter. We will plug your merch site twice as much as you will if you want us to. I will buy the shirt and I will pose in it on my uh, Instagram page to get you guys to get your attention, Corey. We don't even need money. No, no money at all. We're just here for the clout. Was that was that like the whitest thing you ever heard? Just me yes. saying clout? Yes, I just, I like just, I just cringed a little bit. 
Yeah. Don't ever say that. <laughs> well, let's 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 start off with the Feige. We got two things involving him today, and praise be our Lord Kevin Feige. The richest producer in Hollywood. He, he is. It, we are living in his world, and you know, I, I'm just gonna conform to it. I, you know what? You know what? Gonna do what? it. Gonna do it. Gonna conform. Do it. This is Feige's world. We're all in it. Uh, and I guess Feige is also owned by the Disney Company, so we're really in the Walt Disney Company world. He's come a long way. He's come a long way. I'm I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and I'm trying to see if he's done any shitty Marvel movies uh, pre two thousands before he came to the MCU. Uh, he did the Amazing Spider Man back in 2012. Let's see. Let's keep going. Ah, he did Fantastic Four's one and two. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he he did a lot of learning before he did the MCU. He did Hulk 2003. Yeah, shadowing all of those movies from, I think it was Avia Rod or somebody like that. Avia Rod, though, he's horrible. He needs to stay away from Spider-Man. Let's just say that he's the one that fucked with Venom. He's the one that uh, had Spider-Man 3, you know, up the shit. Yeah, well, the reason we're bringing up our Lord Feige is, uh, well, two reasons. First off... He's doing a Star Wars movie, so he is um, developing a new movie in the Star Wars universe for Disney and Lucasfilm. Now, we know Kathleen Kennedy is not going to do shit. Now, she, she's going to put her name on it, but like Feige's going to mainly do things. Yeah, it's like the jock. Like, hey, I'll make you popular if you do your homework. Yeah, because Kathleen Kennedy has not been succeeding very much with Lucasfilm and Star Wars under Disney. So, uh, so they're uh, they're they're getting the person in who actually has a track record of success with Disney right now, and that's Kevin Feige. He's going to have a busy busy couple of years, man. Yeah. Now there's no real details about the film he's producing or what it's going to be about or any of that. He's just producing one. That that's all we know right now. Oh, it's just one movie, or it's just... Uh, like, I guess one movie for now. You know, I think... I don't know. Like, Feige is so busy with the MCU, it wouldn't surprise me if he did a uh, Disney Plus produced movie of Star Wars. I mean... I yeah, can see like, that. because Feige is so busy with Marvel, I'm surprised he's doing this at all. And not to mention, I bet he's had a major, major headache with uh, Sony. Yeah, he has, uh, which I guess is hopefully resolving now, because Spider-Man is back in the MCU for now. Well, for one more movie, apparently. Uh, I, I think it's there's a third Spider-Man movie, and he'll also appear in a future Marvel Studios film. So there's two movies. But then he'll be back in Sony's hands to do the Venom. Yes, if they don't work out another deal later. Right. Yeah, this this whole thing's been going on for just like a month or so. We st we still don't really, really know what the dispute actually was. It's a lot of he said, she said. Did you ever had any doubts? Like, did you, were you ever thinking like, ah, they're gonna, they're gonna come back. It's not, this thing is gonna be over before you know it. 
You know what I mean? Uh, it's like you never know. I mean, I I didn't really know. I was like, well, hopefully they will, but I wasn't betting on it. And I mean, this this fourth spy. I'm sorry, this third Spider-Man movie is gonna come out July 2021, thankfully. So it's gonna be in Phase Four. We actually are going to get a conclusion to what happened in the previous movie. It wouldn't surprise me if in Venom Two, at the mid credits, Tom Holland is gonna show up. Yeah, I mean, might as well. We might as well. Might as well do it, or... Well, there's that Morbius movie. I'm not really excited for Morbius. Me neither. I, d- I don't care at all. Because with Morbius, you have to have Blade, because he's involved. But Blade is involved in the MCU now, so... There's that. Yeah, I just don't care about a Morbius movie, especially... I don't care about any movie entirely from Sony. So which news was so which news was most exciting? Kevin Feige with Star Wars or Sony and MCU making the deal? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, the okay. Star Wars one was like, "Oh, okay." And then Spider-Man was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> Goodness, we do not want Sony fully making a Spider-Man movie on their own ever again. I mean, Sony animation, that's a different thing. I was about to say because I mean they did a good job with they did a good job with Into the Spider Verse. They had like almost no involvement on Spider Verse. That was Lord and Miller and Amy Pascal. Ugh. Yeah, remember when she was saying, "Oh, it's Venom is definitely tied into the MCU," and you can see Kevin Feige's face. Like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah, that was his face is memeable. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> But then she retracted her statement saying that it's uh, something, it's a, uh, it's injunction to the MCU, meaning that it, uh, it doesn't, it's, it's related, but it's yeah. not there. Yeah, it doesn't mess with anything in the MCU. Yeah. So it could be. And just Venom himself, I can maybe be fine with showing up, but I am not looking forward to whatever they do with Carnage. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Um, they're gonna have to drop the wig. Yeah, that looks so bad. And just just his performance in that one scene. I know it's one scene, one, but it was the worst. It was, it was like the worst cheesy, awful like '90s, um, foreshadowing bit. Yeah, he was like, "When I get out of here, there's gonna be carnage." Yeah, it's like early two thousands. We don't know how to make a comic book movie yet. They expected everyone to know who Carnage is. <laughs> yeah, or ju- no, I just mean like just, I guess just how bad the scene was, and how bad the movie was. The movie wasn't that bad. It was I enjoyed bad. it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was. It wasn't that bad. I had a good time. I, I, it, it was better than uh, what was that? It was better than Batman vs Superman and Suicide like Squad. Barely. It's not much of a competition. I'd rather watch. And Venom you than you were Suicide hyped. Squad. You were hyped for Venom. I was so hyped. And you were the only one. <laughs> and the rest of our friends were telling you how bad the movie and the trailers were bad. No, I was I, the trailer sold me, man. <laughs> we're the worst. 
The trailer sold me, man. And Jenny Slate before ADR, where she had no idea how to say symbiote. She said symbiote. Symbiote. These symbiotes. And poor Jenny Slate. <laughs> she she probably did not need to be in that movie. Nah, she was wasted as she, always. She wasn't believable as a scientist either. No. It was like, you clearly was... don't know what you're doing. Right. And Riz Ahmed didn't have much to play with either. He was just kind of the hammy corporate villain. He, like a wannabe Tony Stark, kind of forgettable. Like wannabe Yellow Jacket from Ant-Man. Oh, okay, that's better. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that's that. That's probably an insult, and if it is, dab. 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 But you got to admit, though, I mean, the the relationship between Venom and uh, Eddie Brock in, in the movie, that was worth it. That it's, was, uh... it's all right. So what do you want from the sequel? What uh, do you want from the sequel? Well, I honestly don't want Michelle Williams to come back because she was that, that relationship was probably the worst part of Venom for me. But, she, but she's back. Yeah, they got her it's, again. it's bad. It was so bad. So it wasn't believable, you know, a... a a reporter and yeah that <laughs> it, it, just everything about that relationship just like i guess why she breaks up with venom or sorry eddie is kind of weird um she's with this new guy and she kind of goes back to him and at the end she's like nah i'm i'm still with my guy he's like well like you would see if you see uh, Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams together. You know they're only in there; they're together for the sex. Whereas, yeah, I don't really, I don't get them being a couple either. Because I'm just like, well, first off, they don't. Michelle Williams is like an Oscar-winning actress, right? And this is the best they could do with her. And Tom Hardy's an Oscar-nominated mo- actor. Yeah, uh, that's the best they could do with him. <laughs> Oh, uh, he he was so bad as Eddie Brock. Uh, this like a weird accent voice he went for. That's kind of like nasally, kind of almost going through puberty. Nasally and New York. Eddie, Eddie Brock is like the worst reporter ever. Are we talking about the comic books or in the movie? In the movie. Oh right. He he is terrible. <laughs> He just immediately goes for the hardball questions, but not even good hardball questions. Right. There's like, hey, so you did this legal thing, right? And I love how, like, pandering he did with uh, the beginning of the movie, saying uh, uh, about uh, Riz Ahmed's character. He's like, this guy, he's all the way bad. Yeah, and this, like, I guess show he does? Is this, like, a show he did for a network? Yeah, the Eddie Brock show. Yeah, which like, this is like a major television show, and this these are like the worst production values for a show. And by the way, this, that's by supposed the way, to be this end, caliber. One day, if you end up watching Venom just for shits and giggles or to roast it, when you see the uh, when they introduce Eddie Brock and they show clips of his uh, show, the Eddie Brock show, it's just recycles footage, and one of the footages is from the trailer. I don't I don't know when or how I would rewatch Venom or why I would rewatch I haven't watched it since it was in theaters. <laughs> I watched it 3 times in theaters. God, why? Ugh. First 
first was the IMAX showing in real IMAX. You watched it in IMAX. <laughs> and then the second experience, I watched it in uh, 4DX. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> you're just throwing money at the, You're the reason this movie made a billion dollars or whatever it made. <laughs> really 800 million or whatever it was. 800 million. And then the third time, I had a free ticket. I used the regal points to get a free ticket. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I'm not a fan of his, so, this I mean, is, I don't really care. I care about it. it okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I remember back when, when we were in uh, college when the first teaser came out. You remember the teaser? The teaser was just him yeah, lying on bad. the hospital bed. And he was just screaming, and I was so hyped. I was like, <gasps> and just like oh, running God. through a forest, and like you see nothing, and <laughs> just like, what is this movie? Everyone was like, what the hell was that? And I was just like, no, dude, it's like, did you see the symbiote? It's on his arm. Oh, so awesome. And then I, and then, uh, and then when they released the first uh, official trailer, um, they had a, um, like it was supposed to be released that day, but it didn't. So then I was on Twitter, and I was like searching through leaks trailer leaks and there was one and it was a blurry shot of venom and i was like oh, oh my god and then yeah. then you crapped your pants that time <laughs> the first time you needed new underwear the second time you needed new underwear and new pants the third by the last trailer you needed a whole new outfit because it just went all over everything He's my favorite character. I love him. I love the design. I love his uh, origins. I love everything about him. He's the he's my favorite uh, in the rogues gallery of Spider-Man. Well, what do you want to talk about now? We're great at segues. Let's talk about uh, Jurassic World 3. Okay, so the third movie in this Jurassic World series, this new Jurassic World series, uh, I think... Is Colin Trevorrow back as director? Yes. Yeah, yes. so anyways, the, the new story here is that not only did they get Jeff Goldblum back, but they also got back Laura Dern and Sam Neill. Sam Neill! So they got uh. the, the three from the original Jurassic Park all back together. Uh, ten, ten bucks, it's a cameo. It's just yeah, a it's, simple it's cameo. Yeah, it's probably a cameo like Jeff Goldblum had in Fallen Kingdom, which I actually still haven't watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. You re- you haven't? No, oh. I, I didn't really have much of an interest to. You'd you're, you'll you'd be pissed off at the ending. I'm sure I would be. I'm sure I would be pissed off at the lack of Jeff Goldblum. There is a lack of Jeff Goldblum. The, by the, way. the reason I don't like, well, one of the reasons why I don't like the Lost World Jurassic Park is because, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, Doctor Ian Malcolm, is nothing like he was in the first Jurassic Park. And no, like, he wasn't. The, the he... first Jurassic Park is, well, like, Ian Malcolm's probably my favorite character from the first Jurassic Park, and in the second movie, he's just very cold, uh, bland. There's no, like, charisma or character left in the character. And I guess, they, for some reason, they thought giving Dr. Ian Malcolm a buzz cut was a good idea. All I remember, the only complaint I had about Lost World was uh, the gymnastics scene. That's probably lower on my list of complaints about that movie, even though yes, it's dumb. But um, but yeah, you sh- you should watch Jura- uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I probably will eventually. 
I haven't Should even. I spoil it for you? I didn't rewatch the first Jurassic World. Like I, I saw it in theaters, and then I never bothered to rewatch it. I actually liked Jurassic World. I remembered when I watched it in theaters when the uh, the original music kicked in, when the kids they're about to uh, enter the gates. I lit up like a kid. I was a kid again. I was like, <gasps> yes. Nearly had a tear in my eye. But yeah, having the original cast back for Jurassic World three, it. It's exciting, but it's just a cameo. It's just yeah. something to give the fans a reason for the fans to go watch the movie. Like, hey, this one's going to be good, though. Yeah, because we got the actors back. We got yeah. the actors back. It's going to be good, right? The other two weren't, but this one's going to be good, right? Dude, wouldn't it suck if Sam Neill gets killed by the same female oh. T-Rex? Oh, no. Oh. He, he's going to get killed off. If they oh. brought them in just to get killed off. Ooh. Yes. And then Colin Trevorrow says in an interview, it's like telling the audience this is the new, you know, the new generation of uh, Jurassic Park characters, you know? This is like saying goodbye to them, you know? It's like the new Star Wars movies. Or the Fast and Furious. Well, no, no, never mind. No. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Jurassic World 3. Uh, I don't know. I hope it's the last one. I will say that. Yeah. Because what happens in Fallen Kingdom, you can't come back from that. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hopeful for Jurassic World three. Well, I mean, well, one day you should do a, you should uh, binge watch the entire series. You know. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Why not? I mean, can I just watch the first Jurassic Park five times and say say I watch the other ones? No, you have to watch. You have it's like you start with greatness and then you slowly decline to shit, only to come slightly back up, then go back down to shit. Oh, by the way, um, yeah, you told me through a message that uh, a guest wants to speak in our podcast. Yeah, so, we got our. Well, we got a couple possible guests here. Our friend oh, Matt right. wanted to come in sometime. Okay. Uh, okay. And then we also have independent rapper Rob Earth One, who uh, I know through a mutual friend. And well, Rob Rob does, I guess, rap albums himself, but he also is uh, with like a little, I guess they call it, it's not a band, but it's like a, a collective, I think they call it. You know what I mean? Well, uh... Yeah, well, uh, send me the link after this. Yeah. And uh, Rob and I have been, you know, following each other on Twitter for a long time and talking. Uh, it's like random nerd stuff. He he constantly pitches that he wants a Casper reboot. Casper the Friendly Ghost? Yeah, the Friendly Ghost. Ugh. I, I, don't kn- I don't know his reasoning, or I don't remember what his pitch would be either, but that would be one of the first things I would ask him. Um, apparently he's like a low-key Power Rangers fan, maybe from when he was a kid or now, whatever. We we can talk to him about that. And, uh, also he and I are both wrestling fans. Oh, okay. So we That's bond cool. over that a little bit. Are there any other guests? Uh, no, just those two. Uh, I, I uh, you remember Catherine? Yeah. From, uh, TV class? Yeah. Did uh, she want to? She would like to 
Yeah, she would like to join one day. Okay. Um, well, she was, she did listen to the first show. Uh, thank you, Catherine, for listening. And um, she also had a good idea. She really liked our Nick Jr. Cinematic Universe, where we casted the first phase of this. Uh, we didn't decide on an official cast or had a contest or anything from the first lists. We, I guess we'll combine them sometime and post what that actual casting is. Uh, but she suggested we do a Cartoon Network cinematic universe. So I, I will pitch you when she comes on, that's what we do. All right. That sounds and good. she can join in and have her own list. And uh, I think we would have to decide, like, what this Cartoon Network Cinematic Universe would be. I'm thinking only Cartoon Network originals. Like, like not things made by other people for Cartoon Network or things that were syndicated on Cartoon Network. So, like, no Scooby-Doo. No Scooby-Doo. Or, like, any Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, anything. But, like, something made by Cartoon Network's animation studios or animated studios, something like that. So, like, for example, Ed, Ed and, and Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Okay, okay, like, okay. We're good there. Codename Kids Next Door. Kids Next Door, Adventure Time, Regular Show. And also, n- probably none of those Canadian shows that were made and aired on Cartoon Network. So, like, no total drama. That's a Canadian show? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that there were a few of those at that time. Like, Total Drama Island. I think it... I want to say it was I called 16... Show. But, um, I, I didn't. Nostalgia. I didn't watch any of these shows at this time. I think I watched a little bit of Total Drama Island. Oh, the nostalgia is killing me. Yeah, this was like the period when Cartoon Network was just airing like a couple Canadian shows, but mainly like live action shows. I bet when you were when you were a kid, I bet your favorite Cartoon Network show was Dexter. No, it was not. <gasps> I liked that show a bit. My favorite show was actually Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yes! I, I loved it. I loved how stupid that show was. I, <laughs> I think of quotes for it every once in a while. I also loved Billy and Mandy. The Jamaican Grim Reaper. <laughs> the Jamaican He's Grim Reaper, mood. yeah. He's a mood. Just all the weird, just WTF things that show had. Um, Billy's friend, Erwin. Uh, I, I loved... Uh, hey, there was. Mandy. Of course, Fred Fred Burger. Yes. Um, and also that Christmas special that I love where Gilbert Gottfried plays a vampire Santa Claus. Oh, right. That is awesome. I think Knox was supposed to be Fred Fred Burger for Halloween. He told oh, us really? something about that. Yeah, he was supposed to he be Fred Fred Burger. And if he scored with the chick, what? when he would oh, have sex oh, with her, oh, he no, would no, say I'm yes. I'm cutting this off. I don't, know where this, I don't want to know no. where this is going. No, no, no. no we're good. We're good. <laughs> Wait, does it go in a bad direction? I can just cut this. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, it doesn't go anywhere bad. All I remember is something. He would dress up as Fred Fred Burger, and if he were to go into a club or a party or one of Bradley's parties and he gets the girl, if they were having sex, he would just say, yes. Does he Does he end with, I have to go poo-poo? <laughs> and he just yes. leaves? <laughs> yes. Ugh. Would you ever, would you ever, what do you call that? Uh, role play? Would you ever role play as a <laughs> Cartoon Network character? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, oh, my head. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. 
And uh, with with that, we have to go to break. <laughs> more, oh, really? More of Soft break? Boys Anonymous after this message. <laughs> We can just plea in here. Everybody loves show Mars. No. Shills Welcome. for Schlock. Shills for Schlock, uh, sponsored by Show Mars, uh, the most southern Greek food place you can find in the U.S. <laughs> Only accessible in, like, the bayou parts of Florida. The redneck parts of North Carolina. Um. Hello, people. Uh, this is the Shills for Slock podcast. We're just putting out a little preview for you guys to uh, give it both. some pep, Cody. Put some spice on that. Make it spicy. Welcome to the Shills for Schlock podcast. Hey, this is we Shills watch for bad movies and tell you why you should watch them too. That that is not entirely fair. Uh, <laughs> we we just we watch movies that can be categorized as schlock. These are movies with kind of over-the-top, uh, entertaining feels to it. Uh, both serious, not serious, good, not good. Doesn't matter. We're going to go through them all, review a different one each episode. These are mainly, of course, genre movies. Yeah, our first episode coming up is going to be on John McTiernan's Predator from 1987. And we have other ones coming up, such as the Japanese Splatterhouse classic, Itchy the Killer. Lesser known movies like the uh, complete disaster piece that is uh, Nurse Sherry or the uh, forgotten black exploitation movie Black Shampoo. Mm, that's one I'm excited for. And uh, we'll be putting these out pretty regularly. Yeah. And we generally try to make sure that the movie that you we are talking about is readily available to see. So yeah, we, we will definitely try. suggest either watching it beforehand or watching it after with the knowledge that we give you. We highly suggest you listen to it. And if you could share this with your friends, give a good review on the first episode, that would be greatly appreciated. Also follow us on Twitter at Shills4, like the number four, Shills4Schlock. Uh, we also have an email if you choose to write to us. If you have any suggestions or comments, questions, anything like that, you can email us. Uh, shills for Schlock, just written out for Shills for Schlock at gmail.com. And we'll be getting at you very soon. Hey guys, we're back from the break. We were just talking a little bit. And Jose, actually, you were new to Letterboxd. Yeah, man. I um, Everyone that I know, you, Knox, uh, maybe Matt. You guys, I don't think uh, Matt has a letterbox. I should get him on it. Yeah, he should. But um, yeah, I know Knox has one. And you have one. And I'm loving it so far. Yeah, uh, so people who aren't aware of Letterboxd, it's a letterbox D. That's how it's spelled out. And it's basically a movie social media, sort of. You can keep track of what you've seen, review movies, rate you can it. it. You can, you can make lists. Them. Follow other, follow like your friends or whoever that writes reviews as well. And it's just, just a fun little thing to have. And, uh, first time using it, I already made my, uh, five list. Obviously, it's like from 
0.5 to 1.5 star films, 2 to 2.5, 3 to 3.5, 4 to 4.5, and of course, 5 star films. Now, would you be constantly updating these lists as you see new movies? Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually love it. Uh, it makes me sit down and think, why should I give this uh, the rating that it is or the rating that it deserves? And uh, Yeah, it's uh, very intuitive. So thank you for that. Thank you for uh, introducing me to it. Not sponsored, by the way. By yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, we are not sponsored by Letterboxd, but Letterboxd. Filmmediapod at gmail.com. <laughs> um, yeah, we, I've been uh, doing that for like a year and a half. Uh, I really enjoy it. My lists are uh, not that extensive. Um, I, I have like two lists right now. I did it at a Marvel Cinematic Universe ranking from, I think it was from worst, worst to, best. to best. Yeah. And then, best. well, I, I originally deleted one, but I put it back up just without the descriptions so I didn't care to spend that much time on it. Um, It was movies I don't like that everyone else loves. So it was just a, a list of hot takes. Okay. Uh, notable. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I, I really want to get flack for this list, but um, we, we should do. There, should we do it now? Yeah. I mean, that's that was a an episode topic we were discussing doing, so I can I can pull up my list on Letterboxd. Let's see. I'm trying to pull up your page and maybe try to uh, piss off justify this. I, I don't want to piss off anybody, but you know, haters are gonna hate. You gave the yeah. My main gripe with you is you dislike the passion of Joan of Arc. Yeah, that movie's dog shit. No, it's good. But I will agree with you on uh, what was that other movie? Um, well, there the, are many I have on here. I'm trying to Rosebud. What was that? Movie? There we go. What uh, was it? Rosebud. Of course, I'll update this list every so often when I I think of one. I have not put Citizen Kane on this list because I just think that movie's fine. Oh, that's, that's not, I didn't even re-put that list up here. There was another one I put up here that was um, movies I haven't seen that may surprise may you. May surprise you. Oh, you deleted um, but the was, other one. But what was on that list, I remember The Passion of Joan of Arc being on there. Um, of course, I put Incredibles 2 because a lot of people seem to really like that one. I very much did not like Incredibles 2. Uh, Toy Story 4, even though as as time is going by I'm seeing that that movie is more mixed um The Passion of Joan of Arc I didn't put Citizen Kane on there War for the Planet of the Apes I didn't really like that one very much uh gosh um okay The Matrix I remember not liking yeah, the original Matrix, nineteen ninety nine. Everyone else loves that movie. It says it's so amazing and groundbreaking. I don't. Re- I remember not liking it when I watched it. It's been a few years, so maybe I could see it differently now. But I remember not liking that movie, so I put it on the list. Uh, probably the hottest take on the list is Terminator Two: Judgment Day. So that that'll probably make a lot of people mad, but I, I remember distinctly not liking that movie i just clicked on the films that you liked and well you well you rated and then i uh 
organized it from your lowest rating. And let's see here. You gave half a star to Batman and Robin, yet you loved it. Like, Look, you can acknowledge that a movie is absolutely terrible, but still find some enjoyment in it. <laughs> so there, there are parts of Batman and Robin that are just absolutely hilarious. But of course, I know the movie is total crap. I wouldn't even try justifying a decent rating for that movie. But you gave you gave the Hulk two thousand three half a star. Yet you yeah, gave the movie's dog star shit. I had no Airbender. I had no enjoyment in in that movie. Uh, the Last Airbender. There's like a scene or two that's like okay ish, I guess. But like the movie's still not good. Both of those are say. still like a. Well, some half stars would probably just be a to use the double toasted ratings here. Um, a fuck you. Like some half stars would be a fuck you, and other ones would just be a some old bullshit. But a low some old bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and then like one, maybe also one and a half star reviews would be still some old bullshit. That for me. You got any other gripes with my low rankings? Uh, <laughs> oh, let me let me keep going. Let's see here. Uh. Okay, 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 now I've got to ask you something. Okay, I'm still griping on the Hulk, 2003. You gave Dragon Ball Evolution one and a half stars. So that means <laughs> that that movie is better than the Hulk, 2003. It is. Which I thought, it's, no! <laughs> I'm, I more, I'm more entertained by Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> no, man! I'm Ugh. not saying that movie's good. <laughs> I'm, okay, okay, man. Hulk 2003, it has better production value, better better acting than Dragon Ball Evolution. I wouldn't say it has or better acting. Santa Claus 3 or Inspector Gadget. Were those, were those also one and a half star? I don't remember what I gave those movies. You gave Alvin and the Chipmunks one and a half stars. Because <laughs> that movie's not like total, total dog shit. Like it's dog shit, but like it's I've seen worse. And then you gave, oh, and this one shocked me. You gave Green Lantern one and a half stars over Hulk. And, oh, my God. No one likes, everyone gives Hulk flat. Hulk 2003 flat. I'm the only one that likes it. Yeah, because it's terrible. What did I I give it? What did I rate it? I rated a, I think I gave it a three. No, I didn't rate it at all. Okay, well, I'm going to rate it right now. Now, now we're we're seriously just screw. We're we're not even doing anything right now. We're we're just scrolling through each other's letterbox ratings, looking. Yeah, but that you that's, gave that's, Rocky Five too high of a rating. I did. What did I give it? One and a half stars. Oh. I, I'm pretty sure I gave that movie a half star because I was actually angry watching Rocky Five. It's still a Rocky movie. It's so, so bad. I mean, it's so it's, bad. It's, like it's the first ten, like the first five or ten minutes, you're like, "Oh, maybe this could actually be good. Maybe the critics were wrong." And then you get to Rocky's son drawing his English teacher nude, and uh, Polly loses all of Rocky's money to like a sleazy accountant, and which the issue was never brought up again, even though like <laughs> the scene where it's explained to them that all their money's gone and what happened, and like telling them about like possible legal action or whatever 
you never follow up on that. They're just back in their old Philly neighborhood, and Rocky's son gets beat up or bullied or whatever, and then he fights the bully, and Rocky trains this other guy, and who cares? It, it was, it's all so bad, and just it's a real low point in everyone involves careers. Well, you know, I mean, you got to get that paycheck, as always. Uh, so, moving on from that stupidity to a franchise founded upon stupidity. Of course, I'm talking about the Muppets. I the love, Muppets. I love the Muppets. I grew up with them. You do love your Muppets. I, I do love the Muppets. I feel like they've been mistreated by the Disney company since they were acquired. Because I feel like Disney... Well, not that they do anything particularly bad with them when they do something with them. It's just that they don't ever do anything with them. They just kind of sit around with this property once every few or several years to bring them back for like a little thing. Don't really put that much effort into it. And then they go away again. It's like, well, if you actually put some effort into this franchise, maybe you could sustain something. Now all we really have still is the the uh, theme park attraction at Hollywood Studios. And I'm always like so afraid of that attraction closing because I, I, I love me some Muppet Vision 3D. Who's your favorite Muppet? Uh, it, it varies so often. I, I love... It's probably Kermit. It's like the main favorite or Fozzie Bear. Fozzie! Um, but I guess my favorite... I would say my favorite side character is Sam the Eagle. <laughs> he's, he's just so patriotic and just like... Uh, he thinks he's so high class, but he's in this show full of complete morons. But I did. But you, did you love the Muppet movies though? Yeah, like the yeah, recent I, I, one. Oh, the new ones. I like both of them. And I thought they could have gone with a third movie at some point if they wanted to, but they just kind of didn't. They ended up going with a a show on ABC that only lasted one season. I didn't the really. I didn't really style. get to watch it. Yeah, they did mockumentary style. Even the logo is in the style of the Office logo. So. They were pretty much going for that. Like, Kermit's in a relationship with this new, like, weird, sexy-looking pig that makes me uncomfortable. Because I'm just like, what are you... What? Why did you try to make a sexy pig? Even though, like, the pig is very much not, but... He's attracted to pigs, so you it's gotta make just, a sexy pig. Yeah, it's like they replaced one pig with the other pig. I didn't I didn't really watch the show. I didn't I never got a chance to watch it and then it got cancelled. So, um the reason why we're talking about Muppets is um there were apparently not just one show in development, but two shows of this being developed for Disney Plus. Now I only heard about the one that was recently announced, which was a uh Kind of like a reboot of the Muppet shows, variety show styled, having celebrity guest stars, you know, stuff like that. Which I, I also love the original Muppet show. Um, so this show, that show is around, but apparently there was another scripted comedy show that just recently isn't going forward. So Josh Gad, you know, actor Josh Gad was supposed to... Uh, he had been working on this show for about a year or so with the creators of Once Upon a Time, another successful ABC show. Uh, Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis 
they had been working on this for like a year, year and a half. Uh, basically, the show is um, the show is going to be called Muppets Live Another Day. It is a scripted comedy. Trying to, there was something in here saying what it was about. Oh, here it is. So this was called Muppets Live Another Day, and it was going to pick up after the Muppets Take Manhattan, the movie from 1984. Uh huh. Which that's probably, in my opinion, it's one of the weaker Muppet movies. So basically, basically the problem here was creative differences. I'm just thinking that. Disney Plus, there's so many that I lose track. Yeah, there are a lot of shows coming there. Um, my thing is just like I was at first, I thought this was the only show that was going on there. I, because I didn't hear about this show, I only heard about the variety show they were working on, that Disney was working on. So, um, I I thought they canceled the only Muppet project they had going right now, which that disappointed me gravely. Uh, but apparently they still have another Muppet show happening, which is good. But um, this one was uh, so this this one was ended by creative differences, and it frustrates me because Disney just doesn't. This is the one franchise Disney has, and and they don't value it. They don't seem to do anything with it. Even as a kid, I noticed that when they were putting out almost nothing really um they they were starting to put out i remember they were putting out the muppet show on dvd and the only the show had five seasons they only got through the first three and then they never released four and five they still haven't and around the same time the only thing they really did was uh they did a tv movie with ashanti called the muppets wizard of oz i remember that movie I, i think i still have it then like nothing again until the 2011 movie and that did really well and they're like okay okay let's do a sequel and then nothing after that so like muppets for the amount of time that disney has owned the property they're kind of just sitting on it they're like yeah we own the muppets but are we going to do anything with them nope and it's like they even it was i think it was last year they got rid of uh Steve Whitmire who had been doing Kermit since Jim Henson passed away. And he was he was playing on, like, still doing Kermit. They just released him. They didn't really have a reason why. They just wanted it someone new. I mean, hearing from you, you are a very passionate fan. Very yeah, passionate it's just like I, I grew up with the characters, and they're, they're very entertaining. Like, their stuff still holds up. Like, they're, it's a franchise that it's not... Like, it's for kids still, but it's, I, I see it as, like, a family property. Like, anybody of any age can enjoy the Muppets. Or it's it's not like Sesame Street, where it's, like, intended for the smaller audience. Or Muppets well, are kind of, it's a, it's a family thing. Like, there are plenty of adult, of adult jokes and, and Muppet films and television. It's a property I, I enjoy. I enjoy a lot of the iconic characters, and I think... If Disney actually, you know, did some stuff with them, and even if it's not always good, if they just consistently try putting out stuff with those characters. Actually, recently they did a Disney Junior show. They rebooted Muppet Babies as a Disney Junior show, and that seems to be doing okay. So, like, there's something. But, um, 
I mean, it, it, that show's not for us. I'm I'm fine with them having something out there for that audience. And I mean, if they just put some effort into that franchise and put things out for it, they could they could find something successful and figure out a way to keep it going. And, you know, not have all these puppeteers pretty much sitting on doing nothing. Like, they're probably working on Sesame Street and maybe, like, the recent Dark Crystal show on Netflix. Or they probably did Happy Time Murders because I know Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son, directed that movie. So and, like, you, and you watched it. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. It was it was, it was was fine. Um, but, like, yeah, if Disney put some effort into one of their... Like, this is a big franchise that they had and that they really, like, valued when they were starting to work with Jim Henson to put the Muppet Vision 3D into the parks and start putting the Muppets into the parks. And now they kind of just, they forget about it because they have so many other things now. And even before they had Star Wars and Marvel, they just didn't care. And, like, like this, is a, this is a franchise they could do something with. So, like, why not? Eh, I mean... It's a business, so you win some, you lose some. They have an opportunity. They have a proven, beloved franchise that could be marketable for them. You know, they could. There's tons of merchandise you can make out of the Muppets, and True. there's tons of theme park things you could do with them. They already do at least like two or three theme park things with them. They have Muppet Babies, which is successful for them. They like this is a franchise that they know could be successful and they just don't do anything with it. And sure. it's just I don't understand. I go to Are you gonna uh add Disney Plus on your list? Are you gonna uh, subscribe to it? Probably not immediately. I'm gonna wait a little bit and see how it goes and let them get their growing pains out of the way and maybe wait for a show or two to have their full seasons out there because apparently they're putting their shows out. I'm just going to wait until the Mandalorian has its full episodes. And yeah, then I'll just... that, that's what I'm going to do. Cause like, Oh, it's great that it's launching with it, but you only get like one episode. Yeah. Just wait, just wait for, yeah. I'd rather just wait for the whole season to come out. But, um, but yeah, people, uh, if you, if any of you uh, decide to get Disney plus, let us know how it is. I would like to hear about it. Uh, so, I guess the one other big topic we had here was the Joker. The Joker controversy. I already bought my tickets. You, on the other hand, you're you're not uh, going out your way to. Yeah, I don't. I don't care to get advanced tickets for it. I'll just see it. Yeah, but I'll let you know. Like, I'll be the first one to see it, so I'll give you my rating. But I won't. We will. I won't talk about it until you've seen it, obviously. But uh, but yeah. Um, I bought tickets for the uh, premiere, for the opening. Yep. And I bought uh, tickets for my uh, for my family for uh, the Sunday of that same week. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, the controversy. I think the controversy involves um, the victims of the shooting back in 2012, involving the Dark Knight Rises premiere. They yeah, claim that, that, that Joker. Yeah, they claim that Joker is uh it's not it's not a good idea to premiere joker at their theater plus it promotes uh 
violent, acts of violence. Yeah, so I understand the theater in Aurora, Colorado not really wanting the movie, because that, that brings up, you know, bad memories. So this, I mean, when you whenever you have a film that comes out, like The Joker, where the protagonist is not a good person, and you're not really supposed to root for them, like with your Scarface, your taxi driver, your whatever, it's gonna, you Any know, I Martin guess... Any Scorsese gangster movie? Yeah, there's going to be, like, some people saying, oh, this movie's going to ruin our children and, you know, make them evil and want to shoot people and do all these things. But here's the thing, though. Don't show your children the movie. Yeah. Like how people blame violent video games for violence. It's like, that's not really going to cause that specifically. There's so many other complicated factors that go into someone becoming someone like that. I don't think just one movie about a villain who you're supposed to not like, really, who is inherently a bad person. He is the Joker. You know, like, it's you're not going to root for him in the same way you maybe would Venom, because Venom's sometimes a super uh, anti-hero, or Deadpool... He's more of an anti-hero. Joker's a straight-up bad person. Right. So, like, I don't think Joker alone is going to cause anything. Now, if someone... If, like, some terrible person targets a screening of Joker, I could see that. Because we live in a society where you have to worry about active shootings all the time. I, uh... I read um, articles about the recently about the uh, 2012 uh, shooting, and it was it in Arizona, or was it Colorado? Colorado, Colorado. Yeah. Um, they said that uh, he did not call himself the Joker, and um, and apparently it just happened. You know, like he had no motivation. He wasn't involved by Joker. He wasn't involved by anything. He just randomly picked that movie and just decided to shoot up the theater. Uh-huh. And and also I read another article claiming that um, the police went to his uh, apartment or his uh, house and it was uh, rigged with explosives and they found his room and apparently his room filled with uh, Batman paraphernalia. Yeah. And I don't know if this is true, but that's what... But then again, though, sometimes the news tries to like, you know spice things up or whatnot yeah and uh and i i don't know if you would call this argument an argument but like even if it was i mean joker was not involved in the dark knight rises people are blaming the dark knight rises for that even though joker's not involved but um with this controversy i don't know man like for me though i'm excited for this movie because one hand, I just want DC to win this one. Yep. And it looks like a beautifully shot movie. I'm a fan of Joaquin Phoenix. I'm in it for the performance, for everything. But, of course, you know, there's some that uh, they want to bash it because they need something to bash on. That's what I think. What's interesting is that they're bashing a movie that hasn't even come out yet. Right. And they don't even know the contents of it, so they don't know how actually damaging or not damaging it is. I mean, 
people need something to bash on. Yeah, like they want to follow. I guess you would say they want to follow the train. They want to be a part of that group that bashes something. They need they need something to complain about. Yeah, like after this movie comes out, and you have just a concern about the contents of the movie, and what kind of, I guess it's messages and what it considers acceptable. Like that's you you can you're open to criticizing it once the movie comes out and you've you've seen it but like before that i don't i don't think it's really fair to say much and the protagonist is inherently a terrible person it's obvious that you do not that you should not actually do any of this stuff and it's like blaming grand theft auto the video game for anything violent or like any other shooting games or Call violent games at all where like walmart has to take down their displays of violent video games, but yet they sell actual guns. I mean, if you have a problem with the Joker, the film, then don't watch it. It's, you know, don't. Yeah, you also don't have to watch it. I mean, I I understand people being cautious about going to a screening of Joker. I will say this, though. Um, For, I I hope, parents actually pay attention to the rating and not yeah. take their children take this to take them to see this movie because they didn't with deadpool and you'd see like eight-year-olds in the theater watching deadpool get pegged yeah <laughs> they're like daddy what he what she's doing and apparently and, and what i loved about the sequel is that they dropped everything sexual i mean they kept the jokes in but like Sex scene wise, they took it out because they realized kids watch the movie. Yeah, but that's their fault. Yeah. It's R rated. It's R rated. It's Deadpool. But, like... Yeah, but like, I just can't shake it that I'm going to sit in the theater and then there's going to be a family, a couple bringing in their eight year old kids and Joker's yeah. first kill, and, and then the kids the are going to be like, of... Mommy! Well, I'm sure the kids know that Joker kills. Yeah, but that but they've probably seen him in cartoons or the Nolan Batman movie, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, kids are eventually going to watch something they're too young to watch anyways. Uh, when I was volunteering for uh, kindergarten, one kid apparently watched Game of Thrones. One <laughs> kindergarten kid watched Game of Thrones. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Mr. Ramirez, do you know The Red Wedding? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. But uh, but if like like again, if I see a family or a couple bringing in their kids to see the Joker, I'm just gonna have a shit eating grin because I know something's gonna happen. I had to uh, I had to quickly uh, educate my uh, parents about um, the Batman uh, lore, his uh, his background, and also the Joker movie, like what it's about, and I'm telling them like, okay, so. Bruce Wayne's parents aren't dead. Bruce Wayne is a kid. This is not about Batman at all. It's just about the Joker. So don't expect Batman to show up. But um, I'm hoping that at the end of the movie, the Joker movie, I hope there's no allusion to Batman. Like, I don't know. Like, you, you just, in the background, you see Joe Chill killing Bruce Wayne's parents. Or what if Joker does kill uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. Or what if Joker yeah, kills everyone? 
what if what if Joker kills everyone, including Bruce Wayne? Ah, oh, that'll be pretty ballsy. Okay. Instead of uh, Bruce, this is a total almost. This I'm not sure if this has ever been done in Batman's origin, but um, so Bruce's parents go to see the Joker at this late night show that Robert De Niro has that Joker performs at. Right. So Bruce Wayne's parents are in the audience and Bruce is at home watching it on TV as like Joker's killing everyone in the in the audience. Right. And so he sees it live on television. And that's okay. him still seeing his parents get killed. But he's not actually okay. there. Okay. Why would okay, why would a little kid be there at a late night show? And then apparent, and then uh, and then he Bruce Wayne turns and then he sees a bat flying in and then cut to black. Oh, that would be too cheesy if he saw the bat. But <laughs> I would give that some old bullshit if they went that route. But it won't happen. It won't happen. It won't happen. But what if what if Joker killed Bruce Wayne in front of? Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne. That would be, <laughs> you know, that would be interesting. And Thomas sort Wayne just like takes off his suit, like one of those old movies where they just like they like do an arm up motion and like their clothes just magically come off, and then he's wearing a Batman costume. <laughs> so, like, I'm Batman, and then they fight right there. Five star movie. I was Batman the entire time. But uh, but what would you um, like if you were to go see it soon? Like we're predicting ratings. Like you know, we'll, I'll probably see it opening weekend. I'll try to. But like, what would you give it though? Like if I don't, like right I don't now, know. I have no idea. I could see you giving it maybe. I I, I just hope it's good. Yeah. I'm rooting for uh for the first time. I'm rooting for a better than sex. I have yet to see a better than. You're sex rooting for that five star rating. Yes, like I have yet to see a five star rated movie. So, I I I just I'm gonna keep my expectations kind of neutral, and just let the movie take me wherever it does, and decide how I like it. Because I don't want to be like overhyped for it and then be like, man, it's so hard avoiding trailers and TV spots for this movie because I want to see new footage, but I'm like. Stay away from it. And you cave every time anyways. I caved on the two leaked scenes. That's my fault. That's my fault. We should do an episode in regards to um, trailers that reveal too much or they reveal the ending in the trailer or whatnot. You know what I mean? Terminator Genesis. <laughs> uh, A Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Not the Comic-Con one. The one where they first show Doomsday. And Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, Wonder Woman, we knew it was going to be in the movie anyways, but Doomsday, it's like no one knew Doomsday was going to be in the movie, and then you see him, and you're like, oh, because you know exactly uh, where it's going. Uh, Suicide Squad? Did they? I don't remember the trailers. Should we, uh, okay, we pick five trailers. Like, you pick your five, and I pick my five. We won't tell each other what it is, and then yeah. we'll give it out. Yeah. yeah. That would be good, yeah. But we have to exclude Batman versus Superman. That doesn't count because we already know you and Yeah, we we both already say that. Uh should we um 
Let's see here. No, I'm saving that for next episode. We could okay. do. Uh, we can do. We can invite uh, your guest to come up on the show. Which one? Um, the Power Rangers fan. Rob. One. Yeah. Okay, we'll because invite I him know, on sometime. Because I know you'd be like having so much fun discussing Power Rangers. Yeah, both of us know way too much about it. Uh, what was that? The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie still holds up. The '95 one. Yes. Uh, it's objectively not a good movie, but yet I I have, I'm still entertained by that movie. Yeah. Okay, I'd rather watch that one than the recent one. No, I would rather the recent one's good. The recent yeah. one's actually good. Have you watched the recent one? Yes, I've watched it. Like it's actually pretty solid. I mean, it's no Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Oh, it's better than that movie. No. <laughs> but oh man. The, and I kind of wish uh, the the reboot got a sequel. I mean, you never know. I mean, they 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 said they're not doing a sequel and that Hasbro's uh, going to reboot it. Oh, Hasbro has it now? Yeah, Hasbro, Hasbro has the rights to the franchise now. Okay. Well, uh maybe we'll get better uh better costumes. So we better could get Power actors. Rangers versus Transformers. Versus G.I. Joe. Versus G.I. Joe. Uh, I think they have Ninja Turtles. Oh, my God. Or do they? they? I don't know. I'd have to look Paramount that one up. Paramount does, so. Wait a minute. Hasbro's is a part of Paramount, right? Yeah, their their movies go out through Paramount. And they're uh, all Spark Pictures. <laughs> Michael Bay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have Rob on sometime and we'll talk to him about Power Rangers. Have him give us his Casper pitch. And also, I guess we should plug his music because recently he put out a new single that you can find on Spotify and iTunes and all that good stuff. It's called Digital Love Boat. It's something a little more poppy than what he usually does and I actually really dig it. This show you can find on Spotify, on Anchor, which is how we're getting an RSS feed to distribute this out. So thank you, Anchor. Anchor, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker. And we are trying to get on Apple Podcasts. And when that fee is available, of course, you'll, you guys will be the first to know. And you can figure out when that goes live on our Twitter um, at softboys underscore anon, boys, B-O-I-S. We're also on YouTube. The channel is called Filmedia. If you search softboys anonymous, you can probably find us that way. Uh, our first episode comes up immediately where we build, where we built a Nick Jr. cinematic universe, our first phase. And if you guys like that enough, uh, one day we will give you a phase two I have some good picks for the Backyardigans that you guys are not ready for. Um, but that is that is it. The uh, Filmedia YouTube channels where you can go and subscribe. This show and Shills for Schlock will both be on there. The Shills, they have their own Twitter page. You can probably find it through our Twitter. Anyway, so I'll let you do that. And uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to say, Jose, before we go out? Uh, yeah, um, 
our listeners, uh, please uh, hit us up, send us questions, uh, give us uh, remarks, reviews, criticism. We don't care. We want to know from you. Yeah, follow us on these podcast platforms. I am not as familiar with some of the other podcast platforms as I am with Apple. So if you can do ratings and reviews on those, give us that on there as well, and we will see them. Also, um, I know Anchor has a feature where you can send a voice message to us. So, oh, really? That's so cool. if you would like to give us questions or comments or reviews or whatever, uh, you can send that to us through Anchor, and we'll see if we can play it on the show and answer those questions to you on the air. Right. Right. That'd be cool. Most definitely. And that's it. That's the show. Uh, thanks, you guys, so much for listening. We're going to be back next week. We're going to figure out a day that this show will come out and try to do that regularly, as as I am also figuring out when Shows for Slock will come out regularly so we can have an actual uh, release schedule. But for now, uh, within a week is probably when it'll come out. What'd we say last time? Uh, it was like, get soft with us? I don't really remember. Oh my god. We need to create a tagline. So I, I don't I don't know. I guess our, our listeners, if we pick a name for our listeners, we can call them the softies. The softies. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, until next time, softies. Bye.